This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hi, this is Richard Inger Bretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine, and today we're going to talk about things that suck. Things that suck in the outdoors, and by that I mean they really grab you and will suck you. And these can be uh, very deadly things. We often think of uh, problems that happen in the snow as avalanche, but uh, one of the deadly things that happen in the snow is the is the soft snow and uh, the things that can cause you to be immersed in soft snow and suck you in, and then you can suffocate uh, after that. So first we'll talk about snow and some of the problems that happen uh, at people who go uh, in, in skiing. And this is not backcountry skiing. This can happen on groomed slopes. Uh, most people think of deaths uh, from avalanche, which are rare on groomed slopes compared to backcountry skiing. However, there's another and uh, a very uh, significant problem called snow immersion syndrome, often referred to it as SIS. This is a really common peril that exists in snowy conditions. There is a significantly greater risk when skiing in designated ski boundaries of SIS death than of dying uh, uh, in an avalanche. Despite this fact, SIS and the circumstances that cause it remain uh, relatively unknown. SIS uh, uh, occurs when a person falls headfirst into deep loose snow and then they're unable to get out. Death then follows in a manner that is likely like uh, asphyxiation after being buried in an avalanche. Heat from the person's expired air will cause ice to form around the mouth and that prevents fresh air from being, uh, from being able to enter the lungs. Additionally, rebreathing expired air will cause the victim to inhale carbon dioxide, eventually leading to asphyxiation. So uh, this SIS is possible in any open area or deep snow. One of the more dreaded and yet common causes of SIS are tree wells. Now, a lot of people don't know what tree wells are. These are the things that will suck you in. So these are the areas of deep, loose snow that can form at the bases of uh, these broad evergreen trees. Uh, they are almost always concealed by the branches and uh, make it very, very difficult for them to see. And so skiers uh, will ski around a tree uh, and see a little pile of snow and ski into it, and then they will collapse and suck, uh, be sucked into this tree well. And this happens uh, almost equally with uh, a skier or a snowboarder. And once uh, a person falls in, it is insanely difficult to get out on their own. Usually they fall head first into it, and that there, there is absolutely just no mechanism to be able to push yourself up by pushing into the soft snow, and there, are, there is no way uh, to grab and to lift yourself out of a tree well. Uh, two uh, famous Canadian sports people died in January of uh, 2022 at the Whitewater uh, ski resort uh, in uh, uh, Canada uh, by falling into uh, a tree well. Uh, so these things are very real and can happen, and they can happen on any groomed resort. A lot of it depends upon the, the snow and how it falls, and uh, just like avalanche, those conditions. 
The best way, of course, to avoid a tree roll is just to avoid skiing uh, close to a, to a tree. Um, so um, when, you're, when you are skiing, the one of the things you want to do is stay away and make a wide uh, breach around a tree. Um, uh, and also make sure that you ski within your capabilities and always ski with a partner. And uh, uh, tree wells uh, can and uh, be seen in the backcountry because uh, when a, 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 if you stand a groomed slope, they'll usually uh, fix those. So when you get, get out uh, off the groomed slope, that's when you, you will see this. If you find yourself uh, going around a tree and getting uh, trapped in a tree well, uh, one of the things, just be aware that they're there and try to grab onto branches. Uh, and uh, keep your head above the snow. If you keep your head above the snow, then you can breathe and you can call for help. If you're headed into a tree well, orient your body as much as possible so that your head stays upright and uh, that your trunk is out as much as you can. A lot of times that can't happen because the tree will will, uh, uh, suck you in. Um, So uh, just like in anything, uh, you should uh, try and ski with a partner, especially if you know the risk of avalanche, snow immersion syndrome, and then, of course, tree wells, uh, you can carry a whistle uh, or um, uh, you can start yelling. Let, let others know that you need help. Uh, it is almost impossible to, re- uh, to remove yourself alone from uh, a tree well. Uh, and uh, so it's one thing you want to be very, very careful of is snow immersion syndrome. And the most significant one of those are the tree wells. The next thing that uh, we want to talk about that sucks in the backcountry is... Uh, is not in snow, but it is usually in warmer weather in sand. It's quicksand. In June of 2022, uh, a hiker who was hiking through central uh, Utah in a, in a mud-filled gorge uh, was walking through the sand and started to uh, sink in his feet. And as he tried to get out, he, he was sucked further down until in a matter of minutes, he was almost up to just above his waist uh, in the quicksand. Uh, um, he had to be extricated uh, by uh, help from uh, the National uh, Park Service. Uh, otherwise, he uh, would have uh, remained uh, in the quicksand. After that episode, uh, the government issued uh, a warning uh, about the uh, uh, quicksand down in that area. And... Um, made people aware of the fact that they need to be uh, concerned about extrication from quicksand. One of the issues that the warning uh, mentioned was the core temperature of the body. Since quicksand is a combination of sand and water, the wet sand can cause a rapid uh, decrease in the core body temperature. And this becomes a problem, especially if you have to spend the night out or if you're alone and you can't get out. Now, quicksand can be hard to get out of, but people usually don't get sucked fully under. Uh, people can float in quicksand. Um, uh, so the question then becomes, uh, what is quicksand? If you've ever gone on some rivers where water and sand uh, meet, it can become at a consistency where your feet will start to sink down. And in fact, people will play in this and get sucked down into their ankles or up to uh, uh, just above the ankles. And then they, they're smart enough at that point to stop and pull their uh, feet out. Quicksand is uh, featured in a lot of movies. Uh, and it's in, in movies, it looks more like a, a soupy material where people just are swallowed down and 
completely gone. That's usually not the case. It's uh, it's it's much more mild than that in reality, but still, uh, it, it is a it's a mess and it's a real danger. Uh, with quicksand, uh, this mixture of water and sand, the more you struggle, the faster you sink if you're not getting yourself out. So if you just relax, your body will float because it is less dense than the than the quicksand uh, uh, typically. Um, quicksand is not the fearsome force of nature that you. Uh, that we see on the big screen. In fact, this uh, treacherous uh, grit is rarely deeper than just a few feet. Uh, it can occur almost anywhere in the, you know, when the right conditions are present. It's basically just ordinary sand that has been so saturated with water that the friction between sand particles uh, is reduced. The resulting sand is kind of this mushy, mixture of sand and water that can no longer support uh, any weight. Well, if you step into quicksand, it won't suck you down. However, your movements cause you to dig yourself deeper uh, into it. Um, uh, quicksand is sort of an interesting natural phenomenon. It is actually solid ground that has been liquefied by saturated water. The quick refers to how easily the sand shifts when in the semi-liquid state. Uh, quicksand is not a unique type of soil. It is usually sand or like this grainy soil. Quicksand is nothing more than a soupy mixture of sand and water, and it can occur uh, anywhere under the uh, right conditions. Um, some people have described quicksand as a thixotropic uh, combination of uh, water and sand. One of the, the interesting things about quicksand is you can be walking through a narrow canyon uh, with uh, high red rock walls on n normal sand or on red rock, only to discover that as you get into uh, water over sand, uh, it starts to become more liquefied. And it, and it almost looks the same sometimes as just the, the normal sand that you've been walking on, and your feet start to sink. So this is something you always have to be aware of, and it's also another reason why you want to be with help. The, the more you struggle in quicksand and wiggle around, uh, the more, the more uh, 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 you will sink and the faster you will sink. If you just relax, your body will float uh, just because your body is less dense than the quicksand. So if you ever find yourself in a pit of quicksand, uh, try to relax and not worry, although uh, as your feet go, it's sometimes easier said than done. The quicksand is not going to swallow you whole, and it's not uh, hard to es escape as uh, you might think. So the human body has a certain density and is able to float on water. Quicksand is denser than water, so in theory, then you should be able to float in the quicksand. Um, uh, if the quicksand were deep uh, up to your waist, it would be very difficult to extract yourself from a dense slurry, uh, uh, not unlike like wet concrete. Uh, the worst thing you can do is to thrash around in the sand and move your arms and legs uh, through the mixture. You will only uh, you know, succeed in forcing yourself further down into the liquid. Um, the best thing to do is make slow movements and bring yourself to the surface uh, a, a, by lying back and trying to lift uh, yourself out, making yourself broad uh, and uh, putting your arms out, leaning backwards and uh, uh, trying to float. So that is probably the the, the best piece of advice that you can you get, if you find yourself in uh, quicksand, your very weight will 
try to get you to sink, just like if you stepped into a pond. And trying to struggle in quicksand, you'll probably sink uh, even more. So uh, if people can uh, lean backwards uh, and move uh, very slowly and uh, try to make themselves broad and not to panic, they usually float and uh, can uh, pull themselves uh, out to uh, safety. Uh, so um, uh, quicksand remains sort of this uh, hackneyed convention of bad adventure movies. There's very little to be afraid of in real life other than just getting stuck. Uh, and to remember to remain calm, lean back, keep a cool head in the situation. Uh, the worst result will be, normally will be just a, 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 a shoe full of sand. The last thing we want to talk about that sucks in the backcountry is, well, water. Uh, specifically, it's recirculating water. Let me talk about uh, a case that happened in 1993. Uh, boys Youth Group uh, was led by three adult leaders in, uh, who were canyoneering uh, in Zion National Park in the state of Utah in the United States. Although they were uh, told the route was clear by park officials, they quickly realized that there was far more water moving through the canyon than they had anticipated. One of the leaders repelled over what should have been a relatively simple eight-foot waterfall when he became trapped uh, in a hydraulic at the base, unable to escape from uh, the rope that he had used. One of the other leaders jumped in and was able to pull him to safety. However, the rescue was pulled out of the water and drowned. Uh, this is an, a, a story which is frightening. And uh, the problem is the recirculating water. Uh, the technical term uh, that they use in the books is called a hydraulic. Uh, whitewater raptors call these things holes. Um, it's recirculating current that can form at the bottom of a waterfall, either in a canyoneering event or just in a river. Uh, anytime the water is dropped over features like rocks, logs, or dams, a hole or a hydraulic can form. Uh, and many times it's hard to get out of these things. As the water drops over the edge and into the pool below, be it in a canyon or a, a river, a current is formed that pulls uh, water back towards the obstacle and then down towards the bottom of the pool. If the current is strong enough, a hiker or a rafter could easily be pulled and trapped underneath the surface and drown. Uh, often canyoneering routes may require uh, people to rappel down waterfalls uh, into swift water in order to progress through the canyon. With proper training and equipment, of course, uh, this can be done safely and can afford a unique experience to the trekker. However, rappelling into a possible hydraulic creates a unique uh, set of risks, as you can imagine. One of the main concerns for a rappeller caught in a hydraulic is that they are unable to detach themselves from the rope. This creates a significant drowning risk and may prevent them from maneuvering to safety. And on river rafts, it's one reason why ropes are tied up tight and uh, unable to uh, come undone if uh, they, a person gets into a hole or flips. In canyoneering, a repeller should avoid placing knots at the end of the rope before descending into swift waters and should be able to quickly release themselves from the rope in any emergency. In life-threatening situations, the rope may, be, uh, may need to be cut uh, to free the repeller from the hydraulic. Of course, 
the best way to avoid being trapped in a hydraulic, whether it's canyoneering or on a raft, is to avoid it altogether. Uh, this is sometimes difficult because one of the reasons you go canyoneering and whitewater rafting and get into this water is to experience the fun of the water itself. So this becomes a matter of judgment. But avoiding these serious hydraulics and being safe is, uh, is essential, essential in backcountry exploration. So being safe can be done by ensuring uh, you land, if you're rappelling, land as far away from the hydraulic at the bottom of the rappel. If you do become trapped in a hydraulic, try to swim towards the bottom of the hydraulic pool and out with the current rather than swimming against the current to the surface. And this is the same uh, way in a hydraulic in a raft rather than swimming against the current to dive down and move away. But again, the best way to avoid this kind of a situation is really, as I just said, avoid it altogether. So these are things that suck in the back country. Um, if you are experienced and know the, the, the problems that you face and uh, uh, always uh, hike with friends and with people who have experience and always uh, know uh, the situation before you go and know safety uh, and don't ever give up above your skill level with these things and these things that suck uh, will not become a problem uh, for you. This ends the uh, podcast on things that suck in the uh, backcountry. Uh, and again, we thank you for listening. <laughs>